You guys, Emily Lay is one of my favorite authors. You'll be able to hear that in this interview. I was so excited. And Emily is also the creator of the incredibly amazing, helpful, simplified planners, which you've probably seen in Target and other stores. Emily and I had just a really sweet conversation about the importance of a solid morning routine and how implementing structure within our homes can genuinely benefit our parenthood and our joy so very much. We discuss openly about our own struggles of sadness and depression that we're both facing right now and the random difficulties that we also face in just being consistent with our morning routines. We talk about creating habits and why it's so important for our growth and our maturity within our faith. So before we jump in, I just want to give you guys a quick little reminder that I am running a Black Friday sale up until Cyber Monday of 30% off all of my marriage courses, including the most popular wife project course from roommates to soulmates, which has been purchased by women in nearly every country in the world, as well as our new sex and intimacy project for couples. And also my online business course, the permanently profitable Academy. So click the link in my show notes to learn more about them. Or if you've been waiting to purchase and are just waiting for the right time, This is it. So now let's jump into today's episode with Emily Lay. We were never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy Podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy, and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. This is Lindsay, and I am so excited to announce our guest today. Her name is Emily Lay. Hey, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Okay, so I wanted to start recording right away because I wanted my audience to hear how much I love you. I <laughs> I, I always tell people, I'm like, I think that I have – there's like three books that I recommend probably more than any other book in the world, one of them, of course, being the Bible, but the other one being Grace Not Perfection because it oh. changed my life. I'm, I'm oh my Yes, it was so good. <laughs> sure. And I mean, your planners and everything are just so amazing, but that book is just, it was so pivotal for me as a new mama and just yeah. somebody who is not organized, who like can't 
seem to get everything together all the time. And so when I saw your new book, Sure as the Sunrise, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So I just wanted to tell you that because I want everyone to read both of your books and anything else that you've created because I feel like your wisdom, I'm like fangirling, but I'm like your wisdom is so solid and encouraging, but also so practical. So tell my audience a little bit about yourself, about you, your family, and how you even got into this position to be writing books and teaching. Yeah. Well, thank you, first of all. That was so sweet. And as an author, like it, you've no idea how much it means to hear that something that you wrote spoke to someone so deeply. Grace Mm -hmm. Not Perfection was my very first book. And it is like, it's like my first child. Yeah. (laughs) It's a special, it's a special one. Um, But yes, I'm Emily Lay. I'm a mom to three kids. I have an 11 year old boy and twins, boy girl twins who are seven. And I'm the founder of a company called Simplified and we make um, planners and other organizational tools for busy women. I'm the host of the Simplified podcast and also an author. And it's crazy to give that bio, if you will, because 15 years ago, this was all like an idea mm-hmm. and in my guest room. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I have a master's degree in nonprofit management and I was climbing the corporate ladder and didn't have kids yet. I was a newlywed and really just wanted to create a job that would allow me to be home with my kids, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That was the whole reason that I decided to start something. And um, I've always had a knack for taking a complicated situation or space or schedule or whatever it is and streamlining it and making it something that's um, a little bit more simplified. And so all of the products and books and everything else kind of came out of that. And um, it's amazing to know that people have been around from the beginning because they've really grown up with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, through kids and infertility and marriage and all the things, it's it's an honor to do this work. Oh, well, I love what you do. And I truly believe, I mean, I, even my cousin, she's my assistant. And yeah. when your name came through for the podcast, she was like, oh my gosh, look who it is. Because she was the first person I recommended it to. And like your little laundry basket trick trick to yeah. put all the toys and everything in one space for both of us yeah. were like game changer. So we're, it's it. just so exciting. <laughs> and you really are, you really are impacting people. And I, love, you know, the faithfulness and the intention behind your books because Jesse and I, my husband, we were talking last night just about how it's so easy to go day to day through those motions and, you know, cleaning up, making lunches, packing, I have two boys, packing lunches, cleaning up, putting things away, just it's redundant. It can be if there's no intention behind it. And so as I read the title, Sure is the Sunrise for Your New Book, it just felt like a breath of fresh air. And I'm sure it will for so many busy mamas or women. And I'd love to hear just your inspiration behind the book and maybe how your understanding of God's character and his presence in your own life and that same intention influenced the content of your book. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the redundancy of life. And it's funny that you mentioned that because that's where this book came from. Um, It was early 2020, which we all know as like the before times. (laughs) But really, (laughs) I know. uh, Everything was starting to come unraveled. Um, We, you know, just like everyone else, I was terrified. My kids were suddenly doing virtual school. we were worried about my my parents and getting them sick and us getting sick and what was going on in the world. And everything was just changing so quickly. But at the same time, every day was becoming really monotonous. It was like, wake up, feed everybody, do the virtual school, yeah. try to survive at work on Zoom. 
do virtual school again. Like it just was like Groundhog's Day. And so I had this kind of routine where we live on Pensacola Bay and every morning I would wake up and I would walk out onto my back porch and we would see the sunrise um, across the bay. Hmm. And every day I would do the same thing. I'd go out there with my coffee and look at the sunrise and be like, okay, Emily, here we go again. And one day after many weeks of doing that, I stood out there and it was just the most amazing sunrise. And I just had this moment of thinking, holy cow, the sun comes up every single day. God brings it up every single day. He never forgets. Mm -hmm. He never forgets us. And he does it with the same enthusiasm that he did on the very first day. And it was like this physical manifestation of his unending steadiness that like gave me this strength to keep going through the weirdest of seasons and reminded me that he hadn't forgotten about us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you, when you mentioned God's character and what I've come to know about him, I can't answer that question without saying I felt, I felt very nervous about writing a devotional because I don't, I, I don't speak the same theological language that some Christian writers do. I was not raised in church. I was raised in a very faithful family, but I I didn't learn the Bible, if you will, or um, some of the things I've learned as an adult until later. And so I was nervous to write about my experience with my faith because it, it comes from such a, almost like a new place. And what I realized is that that was such a strength in writing this book that yeah. I'm discovering God's character every day. I'm not relying on something I was taught, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, and it's this exciting, discovery every day through the monotony and like the ordinary moments of motherhood and being a wife and trying to run a company and just trying to be a woman in 2022, um, in general, like (laughs) discovering his goodness and his steadiness every day. It's just, it's incredible. And so that's really where every page of the book came from. I feel very similarly to you in the sense that just as you mentioned that it's interesting to me because I have a very similar background, you know, with kind of wanting time with my family and wanting to create something. And so coming out of the corporate world to do so, and then working in a way that that tries to make that work where it doesn't feel like chaos in my home or it doesn't feel like I'm always putting my kids off. Mm-hmm. And so much of that is grounding and rooting myself in the word in the mornings. Otherwise, I my day just goes Mm-hmm. wild and without intention really and without focus. And so one of the pages that I really loved was your turn down service and it's day 18 for those of you who get the book. But Luke 16, 10 says, if you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. And mm-hmm. so I want to talk about faithfulness in a morning routine as a mama. And yeah. just as you said, you know, I walk out and I see that sunrise and I, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness. And I think creation does that for us. It just reminds mm-hmm. us how small we are and how big and majestic God really is. And it's humbling and healthy. Yeah. So for you, as you saw that and, you know, we're focused on seeing God and spending that time with God in the morning, how has that molded and shaped the way that you encourage others to have a consistent morning routine for their families and also with Jesus? You know, I think that a lot of times we will get into a situation or a season where we feel stuck 
and we want that big fresh start. We we are the generation of extreme home makeover where we mm-hmm. saw like the before and the after. And so, I always cried during that show. I, I sobbed. <laughs> I really did. But we, you know, we saw this grand transformation happen, you know, in a matter of minutes. And so we we get thirsty for that. Like we get into a place where we're we want change. We want to be made new. We want, you know to achieve X, Y, and Z. And what I've realized over the years is that transformation happens in the smallest moments and in the consistency of doing things like having a morning routine, like having, you know, five minutes alone with God every day before you start your day. Um, Those little tiny habits, there's a, there's a book called um, Atomic Habits by. Oh, I've heard of that. My sister was just reading it and said it was incredible. You have to read that. It's such a great book. And he talks about how every decision you make, big or small, is a vote for the life you want to have and the person Mm, you want to be. That's good. And so I I feel like implementing these tiny things, while they can seem so practical and like almost uh, almost unimportant because they are so tactical, they really add up to a life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um Am I perfect at waking up every morning before my kids and getting all the things done that I'd like? No, never. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Did I do that today? No. Do I, is that the standard that I want for myself? Absolutely. And so Mm -hmm. it's the, it's the thing that I reach for. And I think setting aside the time to decide what it is, who, who you want to be and what kind of, um, effort you want to put into that even just writing it down, I think it can really, really make a difference. And so, yes, my hope was that Shore as the Sunrise would come alongside someone in the early morning moments when they are preparing for their day, preparing their hearts and their minds for what's to come and give them hope, um, Mm -hmm. among other things. Yeah. One of the things I love that you said is that it's a journey, for you. And I I think that that's so much of what my podcast focuses on is that our mess is very real and the tumultuous lifestyle that happens just as a parent, you know, it's, it's constantly busy. It's there are always needs. And so we long for, as you said, we desire that consistency. We desire to show up for our kids in a way that maybe we weren't shown up for. We desire to break those cycles and the generational patterns but it doesn't mean that we're going to have it all together. And I'm currently, you know, walking through a season of depression that I've never mm-hmm. walked through before. And I find myself like waking up in the morning and genuinely struggling to get out of bed where I am such a an achiever-minded person. And I'm like, so go, go, go and kind of hyper and all over the place. And I love being social. I love hosting. And this past few months, it's really difficult for me to even – move my body to go make breakfast for my kids. And so I've been navigating that, but I find that this guilt seeps in where I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to be up at not, let's be honest, never the crack of dawn for me, but I used to be up at least like when I heard their little feet pitter pattering toward the kitchen, like I would get up and, and it's, it's been much more difficult and my husband has taken on so much more. And so I really just love that you're sharing that aspect of it as well because I think in the past when I was doing it well, it was easy for me to be like, oh yeah, it's just habit. It's just pattern, you know, but then life comes and circumstances come and emotions happen. And so it looks a little bit different, but it is the constant longing 
to live with excellence and to do well for the glory of God, but also sometimes to ask for help. And so I know within your story, you share a little bit about how maybe you didn't have the best morning routine prior to this and that you adjusted. Can you talk a little bit about what made you feel like you needed to make a change? Yeah. Okay. I have to like loop back on everything you just said because- Sure. Not to We're chatting. <laughs> I know, not to completely derail this, but what you mentioned about going through a season like this, I just want to give you a hug because a lot of people are going through that right now, mm-hmm. me included. I have oh, so sorry. been through just a season of struggling the past few months with just, you know, things being very, very, very busy and mm-hmm. becoming tired like just being bone tired and and having yeah. those feelings in the morning where you're like I literally can't put my feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I um I think that and this is something I've been telling myself it's so important to let go of your routines and to let go of the pressure to have a routine when you're in those seasons because they're going to happen. They happen to everybody and I think it's so important to honor your body and to honor the ups and downs. And to there's a there's actually a, a devotion, and I, I was just typing it out the other night for an Instagram post. I think it's like number 75 about take what you need or seek what you need. Hmm. And I think in this season, for the last couple of months, for me, that has looked like extra rest. And that has not looked like waking up at six o'clock before my kids. It's yeah. two days ago, it was... My husband took the kids to school and I I had a free morning without meetings, which was amazing. (laughs) I literally laid down on the couch for three and a half hours with my eyes closed. I did not, I did not sleep. I didn't listen to a book. I didn't do anything. I just laid there and let my brain wear itself out. And I texted my husband afterward because then I had meetings and I said, I think that was the best three hours I've ever given myself. Mm-hmm. And not it, distracted yeah. and trying to fill your space, right? Yeah. And and did I wake up and do anything perfectly that day? No. Does that mean that like, you know, having my time with God is going to happen in the evening maybe that day? Or maybe it doesn't happen that day and it happens the mm-hmm. next day. But like giving yourself the grace to go through tough seasons is so important. It's more important than any kind of routine you can put in place. Yeah, I appreciate that because I, I know the enemy just compacts that shame and that guilt yeah. when you're not doing, especially when you have that mindset of a perfectionist, yeah. when you're not following through with what you've set out for yourself. And my husband always tells me, he's like, Lindsay, you've got to stop saying you're going to do something when in the back of your mind, you know, you're not going to do it. Like if you're yeah. not going to make it to the gym that day, don't say, I'm going to the gym. I'm got to, I've got to figure out how to get to the gym when you yeah. know you're not in an emotional space to go because then you're adding on that guilt of feeling like a failure. Yeah. So yeah. that's been really good for me too. But I appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. And I also think that we collectively as moms, like we have been through the ringer the last few years. Mm-hmm. And um, I've noticed like this, this overwhelming tiredness that a lot of us are feeling right now. And it, it becomes even more imperative to like fill our hearts and minds with things that are true and unchanging in, during yeah. time like that. No, I, well, I, I agree. And I, I feel like one thing, another comment, my husband is, he's just wonderful, but yeah. we sat down and I was expressing a lot of this and expressing, you know, I feel really guilty. You've been taking on the brunt of so much lately mm-hmm. and I appreciate you and I see you, but also I've got to figure something out because yeah. I'm like, I'm working a lot, but I also motherhood is, it's my, my heart, you know, my ministry and 
my boys now are four and seven and I feel like I'm leaning into motherhood more than ever before, Mm -hmm. but it's more of a battle emotionally to show up than ever before. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a really weird um, dynamic that I'm battling. And he just asked me, what are you filling your mind with? Because you're tired and you're worn and weary. What are you filling your mind with? And I'm like, honestly, I've really been just mind numbing. Like Mm -hmm. anything I can, like I love what you said, Emily, about just laying there because that's so hard for us. So hard. Like just people. It is, it is, I heard recently that we process a two or a one and a half hour movie in the same way that we used to process a full novel from front to back. Like we're so used to the quick 15 seconds of everything that it's really difficult for us to get to a place where we calm our minds. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a realization of I'm filling my space and my time with these things that numb me rather than challenging my heart to grow, Mm -hmm. rather than seeking God's word and being intentional to be outside in his creation and even just sitting in the sun sometimes. And so I know I'm kind of, we, we rabbit trailed a little bit, but (laughs) as, as we talk about this, like the morning is so crucial. It's so crucial to having a day that feels effective or even a day where we're just like pleasant to be around. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about what, maybe what that looks like for you and what got you to a point to realize you needed that? Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what you said about wanting to show up in motherhood in this season in the best way possible. Um, And what I've learned for me is when I, when I make those declarations and I really get my heart set on, you know, something really good and intentional that I want to do with my life, I feel like the enemy comes at you when you do that and it becomes hard. Yeah. So that was it for me. Like I, my kids were, uh, you know, now they're 11 and seven, but it wasn't that long ago that they were tiny and life was chaotic and ki- there were just kids everywhere. And I was trying <laughs> to grow a family and a company. And I mean, for years, Simplify just doubled every year, year after year, which is incredible. And which also is amazing. Yeah. Exhausting. But also a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was exhausting. And so I just knew if I was going to show up for my work and my kids and my husband in a healthy way, I I had to put some structure into my life. And um, there's another book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark. Oh my gosh. It's so- that was that's number three of my three books I recommend. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. I'm actually in the middle of it. I've never read it. Uh, oh, we had phenomenal. books come out around the same time, and so I've had it, but I've just never read it. Um, but he talks about how your structure of your day and your schedule and your routines is like the trellis, and your life is the vine that grows on the trellis. And so mm-hmm you have to put the, that structure into place if you're going to live an intentional life. Otherwise, the vine will just grow wild and free. Um, and so I I looked at, I didn't articulate it at the time the same way that he did, which was beautiful, but um, I just knew I had to have some structure in place if I was going to achieve anything like what I was after. And so being tactical and like I am and sitting down and writing out like, okay, on an ideal day, which may or may not happen, like what does it look like realistically? What time do I want to wake up? What do I want my steps to be? What fills me up in the morning? And I that I know if I take just a few minutes for X, Y, and Z, like a good cup of coffee or a bath. I love a bath in the morning. Like, Do you? I have never done that, I don't think. <laughs> I have literally since I was a child. I don't know why. Um, 
but I will like take a bath every morning. It just wakes me up. And I, um, so like those putting those tactical things on paper and saying, Hey, let's, let's start trying to implement this as a routine and, and maybe eventually it will become habit and that mm-hmm. it kind of does after a while. Um, but you have to take the the step beforehand and say like, this is what I want it to look like, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like accountability helps you? Do you ever ask for accountability or do you kind of just hold yourself accountable? I would say uh, there have been times where I did have some accountability. Some of the girls that I work with, we started a group text called the Sunshine Squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. It was pre-COVID when we were all like, we were, we were trying to wake up before our kids and, um, so we would text each other in the morning during a certain time. And um, we did that for a little while. But I would say mostly it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's a night owl. I'm the opposite. Like I like to go to bed early and wake up early. So um, yeah, it's mostly just been me. Yeah. I'm curious as you're with your husband being a night owl, because I'm more of a night owl. My husband is the early, like he falls asleep no matter where he is, no matter what he's doing. But would you say that a good consistent nighttime routine can help with a daytime routine. So for Mm -hmm. us, like one thing that we do is a 15 minute pickup before bed where everybody goes and just grabs stuff for 15 minutes and we kind of make it a challenge with the kids or do fun, loud music or something. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, just a clean house usually makes anybody feel better in the morning when you have your space cleared, especially if you work from home. But those Mm -hmm. little things help me um, but sometimes when I stay up way too late, obviously the next morning I feel like a stinking zombie who like can't right. open her eyes. So do you feel like that there is some adjustment that your husband makes in order to be able to wake up? Yeah. I mean, I think I think setting yourself up for success the night before, like that goes a long way. Um, I'm the same as you. Like I like to go to bed with a pretty clean house, you know, things put where they need to go and um, – everything kind of ready for the next day. And we get our kids involved the same way and try to, you know, have just a couple minutes of everybody picking up and putting things away. Um, as far as Brian, so he, we've just fallen into like a good rhythm. Like I will wake up, um, before the kids do and kind of get that going. And then he gets up a little bit later and, um, he takes the kids to school and then I pick them up. So I don't know. I think just finding like a rhythm that works for, you and your family, that's, that's important, but also, you know, putting, doing things like Jen Hatmaker says this, doing things that tomorrow you will thank today you for. Mm, I like that. That's good. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So as our audience reads, sure as the sunrise, what are kind of like your heart's desires that you hope that they gain specifically from this? And do you have any parts of the book that are like your favorites? Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, when I was writing this, um, writing in this way, like this short format way is so much like writing an Instagram caption. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was fun. It was so fun to do. And I found my, I actually wrote way more than I needed to for this Mm -hmm. book. Um, so there hint, hint might be another one coming. Oh, that's Um, exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's actually nighttime one, um, that'll come out next year, but it was so fun. It was so much fun to write and it made me I wrote it over the course of like a year and a half and it made me go about my days in a different way, like with my eyes open to really see God's mercy and delight in regular, very ordinary things. And so I I hope that when people read Sure as a Sunrise, as they go through, you know, this, these 20 weeks, 
that they start to do the same thing, that they will approach their life and try to see God's God working in it and see his steadiness and his mercy and um, just the way that that he's revealing himself to us through things that might otherwise just be monotonous, you know? You have this steadiness about you and slowness. And I know that you said, you know, you've gone through a lot and your business has multiplied in you. I mean, it's just incredible, but that speaks volumes of your character and of your heart. And I'm sure as your children watch this process, they may not fully understand yet exactly what mom does. I mean, I'm sure they have a general understanding, but it's Mm -hmm. probably going to be so cool as they continue to grow and to see your faithfulness in teaching others about Jesus, but also seeing how it's lived out within your home, even imperfectly. And that's something we talk a lot about on the podcast is, you know, God, his mercy and delight is so much stronger than what we believe to be his anger, you know, what the world conveys as his anger. And Mm -hmm. I know that throughout this book, we're meditating on God's mercy and delight. So how do you portray, I guess, that God's mercy and delight to your children within your home on a regular basis. And I know this is hard to pinpoint. I'm not needing specific examples, but I think just as you've grown as a mom, what are some ways that you feel like you show the unconditional love and goodness of God to your children? I, first of all, thank you for all of, of what you said. That's so, um, so very encouraging. And I, I hope my kids see that as they grow older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think revealing or helping our kids identify God's goodness in life, um, it's reflective. And so for me, it's constantly being in conversation with them about what's going on at school and in their lives and in at sports and with friends and and being able to pinpoint things and say like, look at that, look what God was doing there. Mm-hmm. Or like, look how this friend came alongside you when you needed someone. That's, that's beautiful. Or look how, you know, you were able to show your brother grace in this moment. And like, that's, that's the Holy spirit in you. You know, it, I think it's, it's just being in conversation with them and, mm-hmm. and directing them toward them. the good is what it yeah. sounds like you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And helping them to be aware and um, be intentional about being open to that and seeing it. As you go through that process, as a family, you know, raising, we have so many Christian mamas on here who weren't raised as Christians. And like you said, Emily, you weren't raised fully like studying theology and all of those things. You had a faithful family, but it's a process to learn that as you see your children fail and fall, and as you try to show them consistency within your home, what are the fruits of that? You know, and this, I ask this primarily just to encourage those who feel like, gosh, I never learned how to do this. I never learned how to be consistent. I never learned how to read my Bible in the morning. And it's a really hard habit to pick up. But Mm -hmm. if they do, if they take those small steps, what are the fruits that maybe you have seen in your own home for doing those things faithfully? I think what you start to see is that your kids become deep thinkers um, and they become really empathetic Mm -hmm. to other people. Um, I would say the biggest thing that I've seen is the amount of grace that my kids extend to others. Um, I We like to teach our kids to be includers, for example. Mm-hmm. So every day when they get out of the car, we say, hey, my husband says, crush it every day. Go crush it. <laughs> 
be an includer. And so we teach them to look out for the kid who's um, lonely or needs a friend or is, you know, maybe feeling left out. And, and those are really tactical ways of teaching them to show the goodness of God, the, the way that Jesus would behave on a playground, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And I think what you eventually start to see is that you raise not just kids, but you're raising adults mm-hmm. with really soft hearts and strong spirits. And I can't think of anything better. Sweeter. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I feel like I could ask you a thousand questions, but I so appreciate your time and your willingness. So as you promote this book and walk through the process, what are some things that I and our audience can pray for for you? Oh, thank you for asking that. Um, Goodness. I would just say that... um, I would just say I would love for prayer for the hands that this book will fall into, that it will be hands that um, are open and really, you know, open to to discovering God's goodness. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, as I was writing it, I thought about so many women that were going to pick up this book in so many different seasons, going through so many different things and how hopeful that they would be, yeah. that God would reveal himself in the pages. And so I would just love prayer that that would happen. Mm, so good. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you all for listening. If this is your first time listening to the Living Easy podcast, we dive into biblical truth on hard topics such as, like we talked about today, depression and um, mm-hmm. chaos in the home, but also marriage and sex and intimacy and friendship and theology and biblical truth. And it all is just a heart to encourage you that everybody has a mess, but it is the way that we seek and intentionally pursue the drive and the desire through God's grace to live more abundantly for his glory. And so we love you guys. We're so thankful to have you here. We're so thankful to you, Emily, for being on and um, just honored, honored to have you. Thank you so much. It's been so fun, so much fun talking with you. Thank you. All right. We love you guys and we'll talk to you next Monday.